This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Eliza Harvey. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 25th of January. In your Squiz today, Cleo Smith's abductor pleads guilty. Julian Assange given the green light to appeal against extradition. The Aboriginal flag now free for all. And a new Australian of the Year to be announced tonight. This is your Squiz today. We'll start in WA, Claire, where Pilbara man Terence Kelly has admitted to snatching Cleo Smith from a campsite just north of the coastal town of Carnarvon in October last year, where he held her for 18 days before detectives stormed his house and found the four-year-old girl. Claire, can you take us through the court proceedings yesterday? It was, of course, one of the biggest stories of last year and one of those incredible moments when she was found. So lots of eyes on this court case and I guess lots of relief from Plenty that he has pled guilty to that. It really draws to a reasonably quick conclusion, that case. Uh, What happened in court yesterday was that he was zoomed in uh, on a video link from prison in Perth. He's been held there since a couple of days after his arrest. Uh, He looked quite solemn, reports say, uh, and apparently spent a lot of the time just looking down except to say that he was guilty when he was asked by the magistrate how he would plead. Uh, He has admitted to that attack uh, as her parents just slept metres away from the little girl. Uh, It, of course, was one of the largest missing persons investigations in Australian history. Uh, And, of course, three months later, the details about why he took the girl and exactly how the police solved that case are yet to be revealed. Yes, and in that rescue, we heard the little girl tell detectives, my name is Cleo. That audio still gives you shivers. But Claire, we haven't yet heard from Cleo's parents about her ordeal. Yeah, there are more people that we haven't really heard from. What we do know, though, of course, we learned last week that they have signed a deal with the Nine Network for almost $2 million for a sit-down interview. It's one of the largest deals of its kind in Australian TV history. What we have learned, of course, since then is that the Western Australian government has extended its border closures. So there's some question marks about exactly how that interview is going to be conducted with, of course, people coming from Sydney and the East Coast to try and do that. And there's no air date for that interview, but it's assumed that Kelly's guilty plea might make it happen sooner rather than later. Yeah, that's right. Kelly also faces a separate charge of assaulting a police officer the day after Cleo Smith was found. That charge will be heard separately. Right now, Kelly stays in jail until his next appearance in the district court in Perth on the 25th of March, when a date will be set for his sentencing. WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange is in jail in the UK awaiting extradition to the US on espionage charges and now he's won the right to appeal to the UK High Court to stop that extradition, Claire. Yep, talk about legal wrangling. (laughs) This is absolutely full to the brim of it. Um, To recap, Assange is wanted in America on 17 espionage charges. That, of course, has to do with WikiLeaks' publication of thousands of leaked military and diplomatic documents. Uh, He's been held in prison in London because he's in flight risk. He, of course, went to the Ecuadorian embassy and holed up there for quite some time. Uh, What has happened in court is 
that a district court judge uh, rejected America's request on the grounds that Assange was likely to kill himself if he was sent to US prison. A court last month said that's not quite right. Actually, it should be fine and he can be extradited. Uh, It's gone before the court. And last night, uh, Assange has been allowed to appeal that decision. So whether the Supreme Court, which is a rung higher than the High Court in the UK, uh, allows that appeal to be heard, it's going to take a couple of months. But certainly what it all means is that Assange's legal avenues in the UK aren't exhausted yet. And experts say it will take the court about eight sitting weeks to decide whether to accept the Australian's appeal. Last year, we brought you the story of Chinese tennis star Peng Shui's disappearance. And last weekend, two activists were thrown out of the Australian Open for wearing T-shirts with a slogan that read, Where is Peng Shui? And Claire, now those T-shirts are running hot on an online fundraiser. Yeah, they sure are. This fundraiser wanted to sell a 1,000 of them. Uh, They have exceeded their $10,000 fundraising goal, which means that they can go forward and get those T-shirts printed. Because Tennis Australia decided to throw out those couple of protesters, uh, it really has put an attention on that case again, but also put attention on Tennis Australia. It's been under quite a bit of pressure, of course, this tournament with the Djokovic decision, uh, all sorts of things about COVID testing. So it's had a really rough tournament. But long story short, we can probably expect to see quite a few activists who now need to get a ticket to the tennis uh, with their T-shirts and put a bit more attention on Peng's case. That's right. And question marks over what authorities will do indeed if people turn up en masse wearing those T-shirts. But when it comes to the tennis, Aussie Alex Dimonor lost to Italy's 11th seed Yannick Sinner last night. Kyrgios and Kokonakis will be back after 3pm today and Ash Barty will be back on Centre Court at 7pm tonight. Can't wait for that one. In a big story this morning, Claire, the federal government has won the copyright to the Aboriginal flag. Now, previously, a non-Indigenous company called Wham Clothing had exclusive use rights, which meant that anyone who wanted to use or even display the flag had to ask permission or pay a fee. It's been a really contentious issue for quite some time, and the Indigenous Australians Minister, Ken Wyatt, is one who has been uh, looking to strike a deal with the creator of that flag. Harold Thomas. That has happened, as you say. Last night, there was news that the federal government has got that right over the flag and it will now uh, work with those who produce the flag and make sure that it's free to use. What Prime Minister Scott Morrison said is that it'll be managed in a similar way that the Australian flag is managed and it must be presented in a respectful and dignified way. And that deal is worth $20 million. And Harold Thomas says he's grateful that his art has come to represent something so powerful to so many. The 2022 Australian of the Year will be announced in a big ceremony in Canberra tonight, Claire. The contenders are made up of state and territory finalists. Who's in contention tonight? Look, three big names to look out for. One is Dylan Alcott. He won't get to the ceremony. He's a little bit busy at the moment at the Australian (laughs) Open, which I'm sure he's very grateful that he's busy because it means that he's progressing through the rounds. Uh, He, of course, is a tennis champion and a disability advocate. Uh, We've got 
Paddy Mills, who is an Indigenous rights advocate and, of course, the Boomers captain. He was really in the headlines during the Tokyo Olympics for his incredible leadership of our national basketball team. But it's really what he does off the court that is quite stunning. His advocacy for remote communities and Indigenous communities is really quite striking. Uh, Also, another name to take note of is South Australian uh, childhood vaccination researcher, Professor Helen Marshall. Of course, childhood vaccination is a really big thing at the moment. (laughs) That's right. It's always a really great event in Canberra. So I'll be watching that one. And of course, it's been an incredible year for 2021 winner Grace Tame, who announced her engagement to partner Max Heary on the weekend. He proposed during a bike ride and she said they'll consider bike helmets at the wedding ceremony too. So she's still got her great (laughs) sense of humour. Squeeze the day, Claire. What are you looking out for? On this day, if you can believe it, two years ago, Australia recorded its first case of COVID-19. Wow. It's amazing to think that it has just saturated our consciousness since then, uh, but it was just two years ago. Uh, it was a man who had returned from Wuhan, China to Melbourne. Gosh, and th- from that point on, we started talking about acronyms in most of our sentences. <laughs> Indeed. Um, but of course, not a light topic. Uh, it's really incredible to think that that was just two years ago, I feel like. It's been a very heavy two years for many Australians. And for me, it's opposition leader Anthony Albanese's address to the National Press Club. Get ready to hear a lot more about the election after Australia Day when the year really begins in earnest. And of course, it is Australia Day tomorrow. We'll be up late watching Ash tonight, so there won't be an email or podcast tomorrow. The email will drop back into your inbox on Thursday morning and Larissa and I will be back with a pod. Have a great day. We'll see you on Thursday. We talk a lot about cybercrime and hacking because almost every day there seems to be some breaking news about another big data breach. But NordVPN can help protect you online, kind of like a cyber bodyguard. It protects your personal and sensitive data while you're online to stop it from falling into the wrong hands. That way, you don't have to worry about keeping your identity and private data safe every time you log on. And even if you make a mistake and click on a dodgy link or open a suspicious email, NordVPN's threat protection will kick in and delete it before it makes a mess of your computer. To find out more and get a great discount, visit nordvpn.com forward slash squiz today.